Welcome back to another episode of Center of Attention. Um, I guess it's a little bit bittersweet, I guess. Wow. Um, don't make fun of my syntax at the moment, my word choice, because it is 8.30 Thursday morning, so I'm recording this like right up to the bell. And uh, I'm a little bit tired, not going to lie. But I'm only tired because yesterday, like I explained last week, on the podcast is that we are going through a rebrand launching a new podcast I put that in quotes because it's going to be on this same feed that you guys are already listening to so um, it's not necessarily new but it is kind of new Nico and I had our meeting yesterday to figure out what it's going to be called what we wanted the show to be segments on the show and, and all that kind of stuff how we're going to make sure that this thing because I've enjoyed doing the Center of Attention show. I feel like sometimes you guys get bored of just listening to me. So this way, there's a little bit of a voice to break it up. It'll be a little bit more focused. We'll have some segments and we'll be able to do a little bit more and promote this through social media and, and all that kind of stuff. That being said, follow the social medias. For now, at COAPod73. And then also at Jimmy Pilato, Instagram at Proud underscore WAP. Um, follow along with the hashtag Stallion Slumdown because that's going pretty well so far. We're on to today's going to be day eight by the time I go. Um, but I do see a little bit of a difference, so that's that's all good things. But I did want to get this out here before this episode started. Just a little bit of an intro. We are going to be p- replaying the first episode that Nico and I recorded all the way back, I think in January. Um, just so you guys get a feel for him, recognize his voice a little bit. He's been on a recent episode too, but this way it'll be the two of us and then we'll lead into our, our launch of the podcast next week. It's going to be same time, Thursday around 9 a.m., uh, but it's going to be basically completely different because, yeah, there, we we talked about a lot of stuff. I'm not really going to get into all of it now, but just know that it's going to be great. It'll be two buddies talking about sports and there'll be some funny parts there'll be some serious parts we both know sports and and specifically he knows lacrosse basketball and hockey better than i know football base and baseball and 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 mma so this will be a really good show for today's episode it'll be a little bit different because in the middle as if this year couldn't get bad enough as if it doesn't seem like there's a curse on 2020 already enough um i i talked to you guys about tommy o'neill my cousin a while ago and uh, when he first got diagnosed with his cancer and it hasn't gotten any better in fact it's probably gotten about as bad as it could be at the moment he um, was doing chemo and doing radiation therapy they removed already a mass from his back he already had that surgery and the cancer came back and it came back stronger and now it is metastasized all the way to his bones and the lump that was in his back that they had already removed has come back and is pushing up against the spinal cord so he is no longer able to walk and the doctors are basically giving him about two to two and a half months he's in hospice care right now at my aunt denise's house and um I went and saw him the other day. I wanted to release a little bit of a statement. Same way that I did, if you listen to Gunnison Sports Talk Radio, that I did about 
coach my coach Baron. Um, it's just a way for me to get the, some of the emotion that I'm feeling out because it's a difficult thing to have to think about. It's a difficult thing to experience for him and his family. He's got a wife and two young kids. All of us as his cousins love him, and, and I know it's going to be a different place without him here. So I wanted I have that recording coming up. I wanted to get you guys the name of the podcast that Nico and I are going to be starting next week, Far End of the Bench. And uh, there will be a Twitter and an Instagram to follow specifically for the show coming up here in a few days. We're going to get a picture taken for the title photo, and then we will uh, we'll talk about that and, and get that all going. You will You will hear about what those two social media handles are before it starts. And then next Thursday, like I said, it's going to be episode one. Um, so big things happening, far end of the bench. It's uh, not saying goodbye to center of attention because we're still going to have a center of attention segment during the show, but it is moving on. I would say we're transitioning. I've learned now how to do a podcast, build up a little bit of an audience, and now we're going to be transitioning to a little bit better of a setup, I think, with the specific show, the co-host, the segments, and the social media optimization that we talked about last night. It's all going to be good things. Um, so that's that's the announcements. Um, yeah, and I think we'll just get right into, uh, you'll hear my statement about my cousin Tommy coming up now, and then we'll get into the episode with myself and my brother from another mother, Nico Bryant. Um, yeah, and I'm not gonna, I won't plug the social medias again because I already, I just did that. Um, so let's get into it. This is Center of Attention, episode 46. Transition episode from Center of Attention to Far End of the Bench. My name is Jimmy Pilato. Thank you guys for tuning in this week, and we will be back next week with Far End of the Bench, episode 1. I had something written down, but it just didn't feel the way that I wanted it to when I recorded it, so... I decided not to have that one involved in this, and I decided to just say something that I hadn't rehearsed, um, because I want to figure out a way to make this feel better, and to be able to understand why some of this might have been happening. Tommy. I have not known what to say or think since you originally got diagnosed. I'm not sure how to take any of the things that have been happening to you since then. I asked myself why it had to happen to you. And if it was going to have to be you, why it couldn't have happened before you had a family and people who relied on you. Because I knew that's all you ever wanted, was to be able to be a dad to your kids and a husband to your wife. I'm not sure why you wouldn't have been able to get that chance. I can't find a reason. I'm starting to think that there isn't one. But I wanted to 
let you know how I feel about you and the relationship that we've had. We might not have always gotten together all the time, but you are one of the closest family members that I've had outside of my family in the house. I remember the first time you were the one who got me into watching WWE because I had the little wrestling figures, but I wasn't able to watch. My parents didn't allow me to watch it yet. It was back when it was the Attitude Era and they were showing girls in bras and panties and saying all kinds of stuff, crazy stuff on the air. But I had an action figure and it was the Edge action figure all the way back from the 2000-ish era. And if you remember the, the time frame, it was when Edge and Christian were a tag team and it was... You ended up pulling out the tape and letting me watch because you asked if that was something I wanted to do. And we watched the TLC match where Edge speared Jeff Hardy off the ladder and I, and I was hooked from that point on. It wasn't just about getting the action figures to play with. It was about watching and seeing who I wanted to win every week and what would happen and who did this. And I, I became enthralled with the soap opera of wrestling because you showed me that match and you showed me and taught me about the different things that are going on and I'm so grateful that you did that because it ended up being a huge part of our relationship and it's come and gone in my lifetime I get interested and then I lose interest but I always pay attention because it's silly and it's doesn't make any sense and you know who's going to win going into the match but they show so many different life lessons and I I can't thank you enough for breaking the rules and showing me that because I wouldn't want to live in a world where we didn't have that bond and the ability to always just talk about the wrestling that's been going on. No matter how long it's been since we've seen each other. We'd share our WWE Network account so we can both watch the pay-per-view and then talk about what they did right and what they did wrong, trying to guess what the storyline was going to be and, and who was going to win. And I would have loved to do that more with you, but we didn't get the chance, and now I'm kicking myself because we probably won't get the chance to do it again. But I know that you're not giving up. You're in no way letting this defeat you. You're keeping yourself positive the best way that you can. And I hope that whatever happens brings you peace. Because I don't want you to have to suffer. And I just want to be able to help people remember what you were like. And to help Izzy and Braden remember or learn about what their dad was like and how he would greet people and how he made people feel in the world because I think of all the things that were special about you that was one of the main things you were just always positive always looking for the best thing and you cared so much about other so much more about other people's success than you cared about your own I love you Tommy I'm sorry for everything that you've had to go through. I wish it didn't have to be that way. 
and I just wish I had more time to grow a relationship with you even farther than what we had. But I want you to tell Uncle George that we all love him and we all miss him. And make sure that you save a spot and a beer for me for whenever it is that I end up coming and meeting you guys. Because we're all going to miss you. And it's never going to not be weird without you here. But you're going to be in a place where you can watch over all of us. And that's the best piece that I can bring myself at this time. I love you, Tommy. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Center of Attention. This is my second attempt at recording this intro. Uh, realized after I finished what I was trying to do the last time, I forgot to put in my social media. I gave you guys Nico's, but forgot to plug mine. So, still learning a little bit. Episode 5, so not the most experienced, I guess, with podcasting. I, I'm pretty good with radio, um, but this is something new that I'm learning. But uh, So... Back in Gunnison, recording this intro from my dorm room. Drove back today. Uh, pretty smooth drive, actually. Not too much weather, and the roads were pretty clear, which is a lot nicer than how it was some of the last times that I've been driving back up to the valley. Um, but yeah, just here getting ready for RA training. We start tomorrow morning with a little bit of intro for the new people that uh, are getting hired for the RA position. We'll get them kind of indoctrinated into what we do as a res life staff and then we'll head out to uh it's called the Juanita Hot Springs over here on the west side of Monarch a little bit out of cell phone range so that'll be nice for a couple days get to kind of hang out and get to know some of the new people that we hired and get to know some of the people that we've been working together for the last semester a little bit better too uh, but that's what I have coming up this week and then we get back Wednesday and we'll just be hitting the ground running with some more seminars type stuff and learning how to um, deal with some of the issues that you deal with as a resident assistant. So that'll be fun. Um, for the, today's episode of the podcast, since I knew I was going to be super busy and probably didn't want to take about an hour and a half out of my day to record a new episode, no offense to you guys, I love you guys, and that's why I went over to one of my best and oldest friends, Nico Bryant's house. Um, and he's going to be the guest on today's podcast. We started playing football together. We, well, we played against each other in sixth grade. And then uh, I actually moved over and, and played on his team. We played on the same youth team 
uh, all the way through eighth grade, took a couple years off in high school when I wasn't going to Creek. And then we got to finish out our high school careers playing together as well. And uh, it was a good conversation. About an hour and 20 minutes, we talk a lot about sports because he is looking to go into sports management uh, as like an agent. And uh, obviously, I want to be in sports talk radio and podcasts. So it's something that I'm super interested in. So I think it was a good conversation. He has a lot of good opinions um, yeah, and we just sit there and I hadn't seen him for a while. So it's kind of a, a catch up as well from, um, what the last time that we saw each other. So that'll be fun for you guys to listen. Um, if you enjoy listening to him, you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Nico 11, Brian, that's N I K O 11, Brian, B R Y A N T. Um, and you can follow him there on, on Instagram and Twitter. He's going to be doing big things in the sports management world. And then, um, as always, you can follow me on Instagram at proud underscore WAP and on Twitter at Jimmy Pilato. And I'll put all those in the show notes. Uh, but thanks for downloading, listening, liking. Uh, the podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts as well. So if you have an iPhone, you can get them automatically downloaded to your phone. And that'll be good. Um, get a little bit more listeners. If you listen on Spotify, please follow the show. If you listen on any of the other platforms, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and and uh, Stitcher, go ahead and like and subscribe if you would be so kind. And on iTunes, if you can rate us and give us a little bit of a review, if you have the time, that would be awesome as well. But uh, that's all I got for now. So enjoy this episode of Center of Attention with Nico Bryant. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. Yeah. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. VIP coming live from the VIP. All right. Back. This is the first time that we've seen each other for a while. We were just talking about that. Nico Bryant. What is up, dude? What's up, my brother? It's been a while, probably way too long. Way too long, yeah, way too long. But uh, this is fun. We've been talking about doing. Uh, we used to talked about starting like a sports podcast, but it's difficult with me being in the middle of the mountains and you being out in the desert in Arizona. Yeah, it's just the, diff- the separation is tough, and doing podcasts is it's a lot of work. And obviously, you you got a good thing going, but yeah. still being different states is really hard to. I don't have the budget to make to buy the equipment that I need <laughs> yeah. to do phone like because there's people who have podcasts where the two people are in like different states mm-hmm. and they like video chat each other and I can't I'm not I'm good with some of the stuff that I do but I'm not that good that I can figure all that out. And it's be all able. sort of a process though. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean I, I enjoyed doing this one. I'm glad that you're gonna you wanted to be on it. So oh, yeah, I'm glad you're having me, man. So yeah, it's cool. I'm it's gonna. It's going to be a fun time. There's a lot of stuff going on, but, uh, I mean, we haven't talked for a while, so what's been going on with you? Not much. Um, I'm, I'm a senior year at Grand Canyon University. Um, things have been good. I'm, I'm one of the board members for the Sports Business Club. Uh, it's been doing awesome. I got a chance to uh, work the Hoopal West, mm. which is the big high school basketball term. We got to see uh, Brawny and uh, okay. Brawny play and Sierra King, and that's been really fun. Um, just kind of grinding through the last few weeks until graduation so I can just move on and yeah. get into the real world because at this point I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you have anything like, um, are you going to try and, and maybe work with your dad or do you have anything lined up? Uh, so, I, so I applied for um, 
CAA was just creative arts yeah. agency. They're the uh, number one. Yeah, that's where a lot of the guys that I listen to are, are mm-hmm. represented. Yeah, they're, they're the number one sports agency pretty much in the, in the world or country. Mm-hmm. And uh, I applied for their summer internship uh, in early December. Okay. So ho- hopefully I hear back from them, but uh, it's a tough uh, position. There's thousands of applicants. Oh, yeah. Um, they take ten. They take ten people from each, for each state. So I apply okay. specifically for the New York one, which is like the head basketball one, which mm-hmm. I, I more than likely would like to do. But then I applied for the LA one and the Nashville one. So okay, yeah, those are the top three. But it, it, it's it's thousands. Like I said, thousands of applicants. So yeah. hopefully I get it. But I mean, yeah, you have a little bit of of a leg up, and you have experience in that kind of field. Yeah, with dad, I, yeah. So. This, this past summer, I got to work um, at a smaller sports agency company mm-hmm. that's local here in Denver um, that I really really enjoyed called Pro Star Sports Agency. They had a bunch of um, different coaches, different players that I got to work hands on experience, which, yeah. was, which was awesome. So having that, then also my dad helping me out. Um, he yeah. knows a few people um, through Creative Arts Agency and right. through some other people that he can help me get my foot in the door. Yeah, yeah, that's, that'll be good. I mean, do you want to be like like sports agent or would you be like management? Because I think that they do both, right? Like CAA yeah, so does both. CAA, they, they do the marketing side and uh-huh. then they also do um, – Manager side, and they also mostly mostly agency, but right. um, but maybe kind of ties it all in. They do so. like movies and that kind of thing. Mm, too. Yeah, so so the different different cities have different things. So like Nashville, mm. they they're focused more on like the music side. Yeah, and then <clears throat> New York, like I said, is basketball. <clears throat> LA is more on the football side, stuff like that. But yeah, so they 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 have all these different locations. They have locations in Tokyo. They have locations yeah. like different all around the world where they do different things. They're, it's not specifically just one sport. Yeah, you know? they're giant. They were one of the um, when WME bought the UFC. They were also on like I think they were. I don't know if they were interested in buying it because they represent so many fighters that are in the UFC. But mm-hmm. it was basically that was when I first heard of CAA and, and WME, mm-hmm. and then I listened to Shab and yeah, course, all those yeah, guys. I think Rogan is represented by CAA too. Yeah, I think I think that sounds about right. Yeah, I love listening to Rogan. Yeah, Rogan talking. All of his UFC um, podcasts that he did, I, I listen all to. Mm-hmm. I love all the Joe Rogan ones. I was listening. I listen to I listen more to just his regular podcast because sometimes it's interesting the people that he has on, mm-hmm. and I think I could learn a lot. Like it's like studying film. Yeah, I don't lose. I haven't lost that yet. And uh, I was listening to their Sober October recap oh, one yeah. with Kurt Kreischer and Tom mm-hmm. Segura. That was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. They were just. Uh, uh, I think the best ones are when they're just talking about nothing. That's why I like listening when he does shop. Like it's an MMA show, but they talk about so many different. Yeah, there's so many different aspects to it all. Random know? different things. Joe Rogan has definitely by far one of the best podcasts mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a, it, on one of the top charts in iTunes. It's like them and Barstool. The yeah, part of my course, take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're pretty good. Um, the, there's a there's a lot of things that. I'm trying to work on and it's difficult like the first one of the first few episodes that I put out I was up until because I started I was on duty so I was on duty till midnight and then I went and edited it and tried to put it out and by the time I woke up like six hours later nobody had listened to it yet and I was like great I went to bed at two AM. Put the, put together this whole thing. That just be, it'd be like that sometimes, especially yeah. with like setting like time wise mm-hmm. with podcasts. Like it's it's always good like to get a perfect timing down. Yeah, because you, because you really never know. Like right, and I put it out. What's going on? In people's lives. They, I mean, there's constantly all these busy things going on. Yeah, once I get a little bit more into the analytics, I'll probably figure out what time I want to release it. I, right now, I release them like 
midnight on Thursday, mm, which yeah. doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, it's 10 p.m. in California, but it's 2 a.m. in 2 yeah. East, Coast, East Coast. So yeah. it'd be it'll be interesting stuff to figure out. But uh, I mean, well, what do you want to talk about? Because Oh, we got to do the get to know the guest. You almost got me off. That. Oh, shoot, okay. <laughs> so get to know the guest. I've done this with each each person that's been on so far. Um, Dom had a, a lot to talk about when we did this. <laughs> Lauren didn't have as much to talk about. But uh, go to karaoke songs, who your karaoke partner would be. And that could be a person who's alive or dead. So if okay. you want to sing with some rock star that's passed away, you can. And then after that, we'll get into your top five movies. But we'll start with karaoke songs. Okay, songs. Oh, man. I probably have to go Rockstar, Nickelback. That's, uh-huh. just, that's just a classic. Just, okay. Just because I can pretty much sing that word for word. Yeah. And without missing a beat. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody, I, I, like, just one of the most classic songs mm-hmm. of all time. It's a huge karaoke um, song, too. And what else am I thinking of? Yeah, any, like Cowboy Kid Rock, too. <laughs> just just, 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 Kid Rock. Just because of... I mean, I'm... I listen to literally pretty much any kind of music yeah. I want to, but because um, I'm not really picky. But when it comes to singing, like songs that I can just pretty much blurt out, like mm-hmm. every know every word, mostly rock songs. Um, person I do or I sing karaoke with. I'm trying to think. I think my, my dad would probably be one. <laughs> that would be so, good so one. my so my family we have a fantasy family fantasy football league, and okay. the loser last place every year has to sing karaoke. <laughs> and last year, my dad um, we went on a cruise with family, and my dad had to sing karaoke, and he he just killed Sinatra. Okay. Just my way, Sinatra. I just yeah. absolutely killed it. So I feel like that'd be a lot of fun. With my dad, um, I'd love to meet Freddie Mercury and sing. I mean, I can't sing for crap, but well, getting to meet and yeah. sing karaoke with Freddie Mercury. Would be cool that's a guy that can carry you through a song so you don't have to be great yeah exactly i can be the the side show yeah i'll just stand up there with him but it's funny you talked about like the music that you would sing we actually i went my cousins found a karaoke bar Mm -hmm. up in north like where we used to live and some guy got up he was as white as possible pretty drunk already and karaoke started at seven and he was already hammered got up there and goes i apologize for the use of the n-word in this song i thought he was gonna sing like a merle haggard song that had it in there once and he pulled out some rap song that it was like in every single line and sang every single one of them yeah you don't want to be that guy i I know not at all yeah not at all but yeah, there's some rap songs that I, 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 I like know like mm-hmm. most of the words, but I can I, I don't have any bars. Like I, I, I cannot rap to sing my life, that's yeah. for sure. Well, it's not for everybody. All right, so those are your, your, your karaoke side. Now, top five movies. Movies? Okay. Yeah. Um, re- a movie I just recently saw that I absolutely loved. And one, one thing about me is I'm, I'm a big comic book fan. Mm-hmm. So I love the Joker. The Joker mm-hmm. movie that just came out. That was a I, would, I wouldn't say I wouldn't be number one, but I think I'd put that top yeah. five. And obviously the Bat, the Batman uh, Dark Knight with the Joker as well. That'd yeah. be up there number two. Um, other movies wise, uh, I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, I thought that was yeah, hilarious. I, I like that one too. With, with uh, uh, DiCaprio I yeah. thought, and uh, Brad Pitt. I thought that was hilarious. When he cried with the little girl, I, I almost started laughing in the theater. Oh, the last 15 minutes, I literally cried laughing. The last I, 15 I, minutes I, was good too. I walked out and never laughed harder at the ending of a movie. Did, I won't spoil it, but it was, it was Did you go with somebody who knows the Manson family murder mm-hmm, story? Mm-hmm. So did they get the joke too? Yeah, they got yeah. Oh, all of us got the joke perfectly. We were yeah. all just dying laughing. Um, Sports movies wise, um, I'm obviously a big sports movies guy. Rockies, all the Rockies are up there. Obviously, I know you're a big Rocky yeah. guy. Um, 
I love the new Creed movies. The, okay. The new Creed. Uh, did you I like the second one? one? I, I like the first one more. Yeah. But I did. I did like the 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 second one though too. I thought that they would have uh, Adonis lose in yeah. the second one. I thought that that could have been interesting. Mm-hmm. If I, that I think they'll obviously keep going with all that because Michael B. Jordan is just an incredible. Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting actor. now because Stallone said he doesn't want to be in any more of them. He yeah. retired Rocky for good. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way to do it. If they want to move on to the next thing and go with Michael B. Jordan mm-hmm. and Adonis, I think that'd be the best way to go. And then otherwise than that, I love Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Happy Gilmore is just all the one-liners from Adam Sandler movies. I love all those. Um, yeah. Like growing up, my favorite movies were all the. Adam Sandler ones, right. um, anything with Adam Sandler and, and or Will Ferrell for that matter, I would always go to theater. But right. all time number number one favorite movie, like since I was a kid though, Mighty Ducks. Okay, my my the Mighty Ducks. Which one? The first one. The, the first, first one. one. The first one. The, the original is my favorite. Number okay. D two is up there, but by far my favorite movie of all time, Mighty Ducks one. I really like the third one. You like the third one? Yeah. There, when they went to the prep school, school yeah. I did too. I just the first one was just so yeah. Saying, well, I have an old my Ducks jersey okay. too, like the Charlie Conway. Like those are the like I'm I'm, I'm still a big hockey fan. Yeah. but the, that by far one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it's tough to beat the original. I thought that I don't know. I always say that if I could have learned how to skate, I would have played hockey. Oh my gosh, yeah. My my family. Well, I, I always wanted to play hockey growing up, but my mom and dad didn't want to uh, waking up at 4 a.m. because the only ice time they had for the peewee were yeah. directly in the morning. So I played basketball instead, which I, I love basketball morning, but I wish I would have played hockey somewhere. Yeah, I just wanted to, I would have wanted to try it. I probably would have gotten beat up. Because, <laughs> Wait, we could have been the enforcer. Yeah, <laughs> I would have definitely been the enforcer, not a stick handler at all. I, I'm not there to score. I'm there to get my, my two fights a game. And yeah, then get I'll your penalty minutes and uh, make sure they don't be up the best player. Yeah. yeah, it'll tell you something. My favorite hockey player of all time, Scott Parker. So. Oh, of course, yeah. 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 Uh, well, I, I enjoy the other players too, but he's like, I don't know. I watched that Ice Guardians documentary. Mm-hmm. And even though I know that he's like not having the best time mm-hmm. in life right now, mm-hmm. but yeah. with all the fights and things that he's yeah. going through, it was obviously right now he's struggling. It's, I mean, it's yeah, like a football the whole concussion thing. Our dads were talking about him, and your dad was saying that there's days that he can't turn the lights on in his yeah, house. Yeah, he has to wear glasses pretty yeah. much all the time. It's, it's it's one of those tough things, but mm-hmm. that's he made a living off of it. Yeah, well, I just stand the cup too. I mean. I just like the mindset of the enforcer. Is like he's only there to protect the best guy on the team, mm-hmm. so he doesn't care like if he gets any stats or anything like that. He's only there for the fights. So yeah, I know what you mean. That's that's kind of why I enjoy that, and I feel like that's probably my place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm definitely a different. You and I were different personalities than mm-hmm. most of the other people on the team. Oh, oh yeah. Well, we every, were, every team we played on, yeah. you were the dudes that were the first one in the in the fight, and everyone else was like, "Okay, let these two do." You the almost dirty got work. stomped out in in Vegas. You oh almost got goodness. stomped out, and I was the only one on that side of the field. And I was like, "I'm about to have to yeah, fight the that, entire city of Nevada right now." Yeah, that was a, that was a fun time. So for all the listeners out there, yeah, we uh, when we were <coughs> I think it was sixth grade. Was it sixth grade or seventh grade? Uh, that one was seventh grade. Seventh grade, yeah. yeah. So we we our little league football team went to Vegas every year for a tournament, and 
we uh, I uh, started a fight with the whole team on the on the opposing sideline and yeah. got curb stomped and Jimmy pulled me out. And I'm pretty sure that was when we were playing. At, they were from Nevada, Nevada like too, around yeah. around Las we Vegas. Were just smacking them. Yeah. I, know, I remember Ashton Riley had like I think he had six touchdowns, something stupid like that. Yeah, was that the was that the same game that your dad had to go like walk Nona back from yeah, the other sideline? Yeah, that was the exact same game. Yeah. Oh <sighs> man. Yeah, I was getting curb stomped. I I remember getting like I was made, I made a tackle on their sideline. Yeah. And then I like pushed off the dudes and stand up and that just, just started from there and then I got knocked over, curb stomped, you pulled me out. Yeah. And I didn't hit like, anybody else. I was just in there to get you and get out because I was like, Yeah, we can't fight. Their their parents are coming down from the stands. Yeah. Like, we gotta get back over here. Yeah. Let's go get behind my dad. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go back behind our dads. Yeah. Us out. yeah. But, yeah, we've had we we've been through some so many like battles. Yeah, especially playing little league football together. All right. Like, um, things we had first two in Oklahoma every year, every yeah. practice. And our if coaches started just putting us together. Like, we would always be the first ones no matter what. It started off we would just go in because we were like, oh, I want to hit something. Like, yeah, I hit something. I go first. Yeah. And, and then our coaches that was like to set the tone of practice. We did Oklahoma every day, which every probably day, wasn't, yeah. a good wasn't a good idea at that young age. Yeah. But then uh, it was always you and me, and then directly after they either me, went. you and me, you and me, then me and Gabe, or you and Gabe. Yep, and then and then after that they'd go with David, or they'd go with uh, Ace and Ashton, yeah, just, just to make sure everyone was going. And then that would just set Dave, the tone from there. David was another another animal back yeah. then. Uh, it's, it's a shame, unfortunately, what happened with David. And yeah. All. The sicknesses and LSU he went through because he was by far one of the best like yeah. football players I've played with. Like, and I'm sure you probably say the mm-hmm. same thing. David is just a freak of nature, one of the strongest people in the weight room, one of the most hardworking, mm-hmm. nicest persons too. Like you'll ever meet. He the thing that I always say about David was like, like you said, we were always doing Oklahoma drills together, and mm-hmm. you and I thought we were pretty good at Oklahoma drills because we would we'd set the tone, people would be getting excited, and then. David showed up the first day of practice, and my dad's like, all right, you go in there first. And he, he picked me up like a baby and then just tossed me over the bags. So Because like, okay. David had such long arms, yeah. too. Like, yeah, and that's oh where, my gosh. That's yeah. where I – Our stelly arms didn't, couldn't really help us out much. He picked me up like a baby, tossed me over the pads. They're like, okay, go against Nico. He, he beat you, too. <laughs> like, okay, maybe David's going to be pretty good. Yeah, David's exactly. probably going to be pretty good. That. As long as he you put him on defense, he's a monster. Mm-hmm. It's not that he can't think like it's not that he doesn't know the blocking schemes, but he does so much better when he doesn't have to think oh, about no, all that kind knows, of stuff. I'll go get the football. Yeah. That's all you need. No, that doesn't work. I'm gonna be that. right here, and nobody's gonna move me. <laughs> exactly. Everybody can make a tackle around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a he's a different animal. Mm-hmm. But we, I mean, you're one of probably my oldest and and one of my best friends because we started playing together in sixth grade. That yeah, was, it was yeah, the first year that you guys that it was the first year that Creek Red won the NFC championship. Yeah, so we we played against each other my our fifth grade year yeah. when you were with the Blitz. Yeah, my last year with the Blitz. The sixth grade was our first year, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. You and I have been my parents used to call us the Wonder Twins. Or my mom probably <laughs> yeah, just called was, us the Wonder more, Twins. More just your mom. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, I mean, we, we both had the long, I long blonde hair. You had the full, yeah, full I, mop too. Mm-hmm. And every time, like, you look down the line, you just see my mop and your mop right yeah. next to each other. <laughs> you would get your, I mean, I didn't buy a new helmet, so my helmet would scrape me up. Then your helmet started to scrape your nose up. I mean, we basically. We were the same person, except you were blonde and I was. I had exactly. dark hair. Pretty much almost the exact same. Other than that, and, and we were the two biggest on the team until David and Ace and Ashton. And Ashton. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. That's all. I, everybody like 
Especially when I'm pl- telling them that I play college football. And I was like, I was one of the biggest kids on the team, you know, seventh grade. Seventh grade, yeah. And then, then we got a bunch of all- And then guys. I just stopped growing. I, I mean, I was like this tall in sixth grade, showing up to middle school with a mustache and armpit hair. And everybody else was like, what is this going yeah. on? Like, That's right, because sixth grade you moved in, moved down here and you went to campus too. I went seven, halfway through seventh, seventh grade, grade is right. when That's I moved right. down here to go to school. That's right. That's right. But uh, I mean, it was it was crazy, and and we've been we've stayed friends because then we played together in high school. High school, yeah. Even though you moved off the line, yeah. You basically, I, basically, I, I basically guard, had but, to, yeah, yeah. I basically had to, yeah. I could not play guard anymore. I wasn't I wasn't wasn't that big anymore. They just moved you back to fullback, yeah. so which is guard with a running start. Exactly, moved yeah. me back two steps, and every once in a while I catch a ball, but not so very often. <laughs> no, for whatever reason, they like to throw it to Trevor a lot. Yeah, but, yeah, they love throwing it to Trevor, but oh man, I miss, I miss Trevor too, man. Yeah, that full that running back group was so much fun, especially our junior year. Yeah, that with Milo, with and, Milo and DJ. And DJ, DJ was. Uh, every time Milo was needed a break, I always went in with DJ our yeah. junior year, and I just absolutely loved working with DJ. DJ was a freak of nature. He's one of the best, best mm-hmm. guys, best running backs I ever obviously ever played with. Yeah, and senior year getting to get, sit in the backfield with Ashton, like good old times. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was awesome. Yeah, wish we would have been able to do more our senior year too. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but it, I bet we end up losing to one of our best friends in the summer yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, Gabe has way too many. He's he's running out of fingers for rings because he got he has the three state championship rings and now he has three conference championship That's rings in college. Yeah. yeah, man, what do, what I wouldn't give to have that kind of success. <laughs> no kidding, I feel you. I feel you. But uh, man, you, you keep up with basically the same sports that I do. You're a little bit more of a basketball fan. Yeah, I was um, talking about it on the last podcast. Like I can't sit through an entire NBA basketball game. Oh yeah, I I I, I like. Especially Christmas morning, I, yeah. I sat through the first basketball game all the way up until the Nuggets game. Like oh. I, I, I just love NBA basketball. That's just because I've grew, grew up with it, and yeah. been around it my whole life. Um, basketball has always been my passion. I was, I was not always the best basketball player, but I. You were a I three foul. You were like a shoot. three fouls, ten points, and, and rebound guy. I was a set your, set the screen, get yeah. the rebound, and uh, let you get the points kind of guy. Right. <laughs> my whole, my pretty much my whole basketball career. But I was a, I was a football player and a basketball. Or I was a basketball player and a football player's body. That's okay. pretty much how it was. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I watched the, uh, the Christmas Day games. I watched the end of the the, the Lakers game, mm-hmm. and I like I enjoyed that because that was fun to watch. Especially, I mean, because I call basketball on the radio, mm-hmm. so I watch a lot more basketball now. And it's different to see the the way that they set up their plays in the oh, NBA yeah. the, instead, the, instead the, of college. The way it is now, especially the Lakers with their running gun offense with yeah. AD and LeBron, like. I mean, Lakers. It'll be really interesting to see what happens the second half of the, after the All Star break yeah. with Lakers do because most people feel like they need another piece either on the bench or Maybe. another guard could see because I know not everyone's a big fan, especially Lakers fans. Are a big fan of Rondo right now. Yeah, I feel like they might need they might want another guard. Darren Collison was another person that they were looking at who just came out of retirement. So I don't know. Right. It'll be really interesting to see because the NBA is so wide open this year. It's not like years past. Really, no, okay. it's it's not. Warriors are going to be there, and Cleveland will be there, and. Um, San Antonio will be there, like or Miami, or whatever it may be. It's one of those things where like anybody can come off and meet the side because who knows yeah. when he gets the playoffs. Obviously, when LeBron gets the playoffs, he takes over. But I like the Clippers. The Clippers are are one of my like we haven't talked about it too much on on the radio show that I do, but I think the Clippers, especially watching them come back against the Lakers on Christmas mm-hmm. because they were down in the third quarter by fifteen and then came back and then ended up 
winning, and they have. I think the guy that nobody pays attention to is Patrick Beverly. Yeah, but no, Beverly's by far one. He, he's the grit and grind guy. Yeah. Every, every championship team has has those guys. Right. For the Clippers, they definitely have Beverly for that. But um, the Clippers are going to be interesting to see because mm-hmm. obviously throughout the year, having Kawhi only play certain games and yeah. having Paul George play so many games, they're not going to get a whole lot of games as a full squad. Right. Obviously, so that would be interesting to see going to the playoffs. But they were definitely one of the deepest teams in the NBA, I would say. Um, and yeah. When it comes to playoff time, you'll need that experience, and Kawhi 100 mm-hmm. has it. George Paul George has a lot of experience in the playoffs too. He has a lot of play, yeah, Indiana. Indiana. He just yeah. hasn't been. I mean, the game that I watched, he didn't play very well. He shot. He, he yeah, was shooting he, bricks the entire he's time. He's still trying to get into his groove, yeah. coming back from injury and all that. But uh, I mean, so I, I do know what's going on with the NBA a little bit, not <laughs> yeah. as much. Um, I do enjoy not having to worry about the Warriors being the team in the West. Yeah, it's 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 a nice refresher not yeah. knowing that you don't have to. I mean, obviously, Seth has Seth has changed the game. Mm-hmm. Curry is one of the players that's changed the NBA for the good. But having the Warriors not there, it's it's kind of nice. It's yeah. having all having allowing them to have KD or them signing KD mm-hmm. just was just like all right. We know exactly what's going to happen now for the next few years. And yeah. Now it it's just so much better for the game of basketball too, having it wide open. Right. Um, well, what do you think? Because they just did the uh, – they put out the best teams of the decade for the NBA and all the Warriors teams. They didn't put a single picture with Kevin Durant. Yeah, it was always Steph, and Kevin Durant was the MVP of all the finals that they won. And, uh, I mean, he wasn't – was he on the team where LeBron came back and, and beat no, them? No, he wasn't. So that, that that's the one thing. If you look at Warriors all-time teams, they, they put that 73-9 team above the teams of KD just yeah. for the fact that – they they were unbeatable. They were unbeatable, mm-hmm. and they also had one of the best benches in the league. Yeah, Iguodala and um, Harrison Barnes right. and, and, and Chalmers and all those players coming off the bench for them. That's what made yeah. the difference. Because obviously, when KD was there, they didn't have a cap room for all those bench players anymore. Right, and that really made the difference. Made the difference, especially now this year, because you look at them with the, with Nell Curry, with Nell Clay, they're with they're pretty Nell bad. KD, yeah. they're they're not <laughs> they're not what they have been. That's just because their benches was nothing. They had no one behind them yeah. to work off the bench. When they had that star talent the last few years with KD and all them, it, it didn't matter. It didn't it didn't they matter. were up by thirty by the time the bench because they could they could play two at a time, yeah. or they could play one at a time, and they'll still be fine. Mm-hmm. Like people can take breaks at a time, and you'll still have an all star out there. Yeah, and that's that's different for them this year. I mean, they still have uh, Houston's number. Yeah, I don't of think course, yeah. Houston's an interesting thing because I obviously Harden it's one one of the best scores like. Of, of, all time, yeah. of all time, yeah. But it's going to be very interesting to see when we come to playoffs because their offense is it's tough to watch, very tough to watch. Like, yeah, it's, it's basically three-point shots. Three-point shots or hard go to the basket or a pick-and-roll with Capella and Westbrook or some point yeah. of that. But that's that's about it. But I, I, I think they need another player, mm-hmm. whether it be maybe trading for a J.J. Redick. Or trading for you know, a shooter or something. I feel like they if they could do something like that. Obviously, Eric Gordon. Yeah, he's a good player, but he's been he's been out of injuries and he's, he's been inconsistent. Right. So I feel like if they added one more piece, maybe they could make a run. But I don't. Know, I just don't. I just don't trust that offense right now. Dan Tony's been very notable for having offenses like that, mm-hmm. where just run and gun and just five yeah. or ten seconds less offense. Um, but so it'll just be interesting because who knows when it comes to playoffs. Yeah. If they get the wrong matchup in the first round, they could be out easily. Right. Well, another team that needs an, another player would be the Nuggets. Yeah. And, and that was the disappointing thing when Clay went down in the finals because Clay was going to be a free agent, right? Yeah, yeah like, Clay was, yeah. Before he got injured and then ended up staying in Golden State. 
and not playing obviously because he's still coming back from an injury. But that was that got me excited. And if the Nuggets were able to get him with Porter coming back and already having Jokic and Jamal Murray, that would have been somebody who had the experience that they needed, a shooter that can shoot no matter what. Like mm-hmm. he could be hurt, injured, yeah, all, all, all the time. And they don't have that right now. Yeah, with the whole Clay thing, I, I think it was almost a sense stone he was going to come back, especially after the injury. But I, the only place I ever saw him going to was back east. Mm. I could see him. I could have saw him going to Miami. I could have saw him. What going, if he went back to Brooklyn? Could have. Yeah. And then they went. had they would have had Kyrie, Clay, and KD mm-hmm. at some point. I could have seen him doing that, but obviously Clay and Curry are they weren't going to let those two. They're never going to let those two walk. Yeah, it's going to be tough to get them away from anybody. I'm, I'm pretty sure the management would probably let the team go into the ground, not paying oh, before, anybody yeah, else. Before yeah. they let those two. But with, the, but with the Nuggets, though, especially like. Uh, obviously, I'm a big Nuggets fan, but um, it's 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 great to see like the growth we've had because we went through some <laughs> tough years with Ty Lawson and JaVale McGee. Pepsi, yeah, Center, players. Pepsi Center was a, a ghost town yeah, the past, up until the past, the past decade, few years. The past decade until the past few years was a tough time for Pepsi Center, but right yeah. now it's been rocking. But I think the Nuggets, obviously, players like Bradley Beal, I think would be a great trade, but the whole thing with him is taking on that huge contract, which would be tough. Yeah, but, and and Kroenke doesn't want to pay. He doesn't spend money for the teams that he has here mm-hmm, because uh, he's more worried about the Rams, obviously. Yeah. Than and the Rams look like shit this year, but yeah. I don't know. It would be interesting to see. I I think I think I love Gary Harris, but I think we got to move on from him because we, if we're gonna pay, because mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna be getting some, he he deserves the money that yeah. we need, and we gotta pay, keep Jokic and Jamal the top two. Right, but if we're able to. Add or put together as a package such as Gary Harris or I know a lot of people love Will Barton but I'm, I'm not totally sold on him yet mm-hmm. just because I love Torrey Craig and I love yeah. Porter because Torrey Craig is he's a much you better like Porter I, I like I think Porter could be something special it's just I think it's going to take time. I think it's going to be okay. the whole Kyrie thing, especially out of college, yeah. where he took time. He only played eleven games at Duke, and then mm-hmm. he um, didn't he didn't have a great year his first year. And yeah. then when LeBron came, he just absolutely lit it up. I think it's the whole thing of him trying to okay. get his feet under him. And back surgeries are very tough, especially mm-hmm. in basketball because all the jumping and, and yeah, the man like his height and his jumping ability. It's Back injuries sets you back. But well, he looks like a guy that can take over a game. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at Jokic, Jokic looks like he shouldn't be on the court oh, no, he compared <laughs> to everybody else. But Porter has like yeah. the look of somebody. I mean, I'm probably a little bit skewed because the only thing that I know about Porter is what I hear on sports radio. And 104.3 doesn't like him because mm-hmm. he had to sit out the first year. And it's the whole thing of why would you pick a guy in the first round you know is not going to play. The, the thing with, with, with that, I understand that. But the thing is we picked him at 14. Okay. It's 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 a different thing for a guy that was projected at one point to be the number one pick, mm-hmm. and a guy that was projected to be an absolute stud. We we were that was that year was the first year or the last year we had maybe playoffs where Minnesota beat us in the last game of the year, and we mm-hmm. were the last pick in the lottery. Yeah. That 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 worked out well, mm-hmm. even though we didn't make the playoffs because we were able. The Porter fell all that way. Yeah, and. A guy being who's possibly going to be the number one pick falling to fourteen, mm-hmm. it's not a reach. It's it's a it's a thing. That's the same thing with Bull Bull this past okay, draft yeah, as well. Yeah. He was he was a, at one point expected to be top ten in the NBA draft, and he fell a second round to us. Mm-hmm. Those are just projects where if if they don't pan out, it's fine because we still have a great team. Yeah, but if they do pan out, then it's just another addition that that mm-hmm. will make us even better. Yeah, and it all comes at that point when you're picking at those places. I mean. The NBA draft is different than the NFL draft, mm-hmm. but 
it's it comes down to the coaching staff and being able to develop guys. Yeah, too. I really really enjoyed or really like Michael Malone. Mm-hmm. I think Malone has been an awesome coach right now for Denver. He, I just like the straight up. up. He doesn't he doesn't talk just to talk. He's always you know we we got our asses kicked and we we got ran out of the gym. Um, and then when they play well, he gives them the praise that they need. But mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. I think he's a good head coach, and I think he's a guy that will put guys around him that can. Yeah, he's definitely a player's coach yeah. as well. That he reminds me of, of luring as a wrestling coach, yeah. mm-hmm. where he knows what he's supposed to do, and he's good at like being the head of it. Mm-hmm. But he also has like guys that under under him that play it at a at a high level. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that can teach guys what they yeah, need. He, to know. he he puts the players in good positions where they can succeed because obviously one of the best. Things the Nuggets have is they have probably arguably one of the best pick and rolls in the game with mm-hmm. your, with Murray and Jokic, and that's one accustomed to Murray's off or sorry Malone's offense. Yeah, and just the spacing that he he provides and that the amount of movement that Jokic can do mm-hmm. and like just his passing ability opens so many things up for everything else. Yeah. but the whole thing now last year was really good for us because having playoff experience now going to this year is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would love to see us beat Portland. But yeah, that, that we should beat Portland. It's the, the Jokic playing sixty five minutes was, <laughs> was, yeah. was something. But well, it, it, I think everybody else ran out of steam, and then Jokic had to carry everything. Jokic, and, I'm sure, probably lost about fifteen pounds that game. He needed it, but but at the same time, he was dead the rest of the series. And yeah. after we lost that four overtime game, it was over. Even though we went to Game Seven, it was, yeah. it was pretty much like. It was a lock. We just had so much energy into that game. If we would have stole that one on the road, that would have been huge. But Portland, Portland has the advantage of not having another team to share the spotlight with either. Mm-hmm. And I think since the city was all behind them, not to say that Denver wasn't all behind mm-hmm. yeah. the Nuggets, but it's the same thing with like these New York teams where they have teams go to the playoffs, but there's so many different other things that you can pay attention to. Yeah. Nobody really... Like people care, but not that much. I think that's what the Nuggets. Because Denver, for the most part, will always be Broncos town, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But obviously, the Nuggets and Avalanche. Nuggets have never won anything, but Avalanche, I think, are starting to crawl their way up because almost yeah. every night they sell out a game every night, mm-hmm. every time they're a home game. But Nuggets still got to earn that respect or earn that earn that love just just because. Yeah. The Broncos will always have that with the Super Bowl wins and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, Avalanche have the the ability to go back and say that they have won. Uh, championships too mm-hmm. and it's they they were in a different situation because when they came here they came, were coming off like a finals appearance mm-hmm. when they were in Montreal or, yeah and they Qu- come back yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they were come back and then when they come here they win a Stanley Cup yeah they were already set up to win getting Waugh and having Sackett mm-hmm. and Forsberg and having that such great team just set them up for success and yeah. just because that first year they're winning and then all of the success they've had now or not now but more, more recently but mm-hmm. in the past also um, has really, I think, I think I'd put that number two, just yeah. because um, the Rockies. The Rockies are dead last, and the Rockies will be last for however long. Uh, yeah, especially it's Brightage. It's Brightage's fault, but they're probably going to be last for a while. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Nolan too. If they, if we decide to trade him or whatever, I'm not sure. I he also has a he has a player option at, at, after two years. So apparently, he can, apparently, he didn't want it, but they the Rockies insisted on him putting it in there. I think I thought I heard that makes that. no I, sense. I just really did. I, I don't know why you'd give the player the ability to leave when you know that he's already thinking about not being here. It's, it's a, and it's, it's a, not that he doesn't it's... like Denver. He just doesn't want to be he, in a he place where win. he – Yeah, he wants to win. And the whole thing, well, obviously, with the with the altitude as well and mm-hmm. not having a good pitching staff, that just hurts us even more. So it's going to be interesting going forward for the Rockies. But yeah, I think definitely just because just just the – Broncos are the main team here. The Rockies will always be this, always be behind. I mm-hmm. think the Avalanche might get there, but it'd be tough to have. But the Nuggets, until we start, I think uh, if Jokic becomes 
one of the like one of the best players of all time then. Yeah. You can start playing Nuggets in there, but that's still very, very far away away. I think this year is a year for the Nuggets and the Avalanche to step up because mm-hmm. the Broncos did finish off on a good mm-hmm. good note. Um but you know, this was not a good year and people are still questioning Elway. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, and they're they're frustrated, and it's a frustrating time, especially. Yeah, it took us four years, and I think maybe now we finally may have a quarterback. But it took us it took us a while since Peyton. Yeah, won a Super Bowl. I'm not sold just based on the rap video. Everybody else uh, is sold. There's like, okay, Broncos are going to be undefeated. And lock like, it in, baby. No, no, not at all. They have a lot of other things that they there need to take care of. There's a lot of things we do. We do. Um, what to, What do you think they do with Bulls? Because that's one of the big things. It's going to be interesting. I think if that left tackle from. What's oh, what's his name? I'm totally spacing on his name, but there's a le- big left tackle. Oh, it's George, the Georgia left tackle. Mm-hmm. If he the, if he falls to us at 15, then I think we have to take him. Yeah. But obviously, I think they might go receiver just to have another weapon besides yeah. Corland. Um, I think there's a lot of receivers. The They're probably going to pick up one of the receivers from Alabama. Mm-hmm. That's one of the mocks that I've seen yeah. so far. Or CD Lamb from Oklahoma is mm-hmm. another option. But I think right now, just because Bulls played every single game, he's only two, one of two. Two Broncos yeah. on all line that played every single game, and that longevity does help. Mm-hmm. I think that might give him them feel like okay, we can get him out of his holding calls because I hate the holding calls more than anything. But if, he, yeah. if we have, if we can have a consistent left tackle to build upon, then maybe that makes us even better. But we 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 just gotta. I I, I want a corner as well because I don't know what we'll Chris Harris. Personally, I want a corner, and I want I, I think a receiver would be nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, I but, think Bull, Bull kind of does it to himself. Because, Bulls, not Bull. Bulls kind of does it to himself because um, he was playing so much better towards the end of the season, mm-hmm. got rid of all the holding calls, and then he had that dumb personal foul that almost mm-hmm. cost him the game yeah. in, the, in, the final, in the last game. And I don't know. I think they're probably going to just keep him on like their, the option because he's a first-round pick mm-hmm. and see what happens with a year under Muschamp. But that's also a risk because then you have you run the risk of having to pay him a lot more exactly, to keep him yeah. around. And yeah, offensive more. linemen, especially tackles, I do think that he could go somewhere else and get a whole a bigger contract. And at this point, if we get a better left tackle, he can go get paid somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> but if that's that's the big if. It's, mm-hmm. Is if we can, I love Risner. I think he's a great. Yeah. He was one of the best. Risner's one of the guys that you gotta that you keep him. You keep him no matter what. Having a strong left side to run the ball is always huge too. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the be- our young quarterback's best friend is a good running game. Yeah. And hey, yeah. Lindsey having back to back thousand yard seasons is huge. Yeah. If we can have a strong running game for- going forward, that'll make Locke's job so much easier. Because mm-hmm. one of the things our Super Bowl year was we had C.J. Anderson. And CJ helped the offense get it together when Peyton wasn't was Peyton wasn't doing his thing in Osweiler. Yeah, he saved Osweiler in a couple games. Mm-hmm. He won the Patriots game mm-hmm. in here that went in Denver that went to overtime. It's uh it'll be interesting because this is the first time that we've ever seen them have this many losing seasons in a row. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm not sold on Fangio, honestly. Yeah. And it's mainly because and it's it's not a huge deal because Lindsey still ended up getting the thousand yards, but after he got the record and then still giving him the ball and they know that he's not going to get forward progress on every play. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, well, it's not about the individual record. And at that point in the season, it probably was. Yeah, That's what it, it should have yeah. been. He's just, I, I don't know, I see him as, as just more of a jerk than he needs to be. 
I think for Fangio wires, I think obviously being a head coach, he does oversee everything. But offensive, he's he's more focused on defense mm-hmm. and must champ or yeah, must champ. He's um, mostly been taking over for the yeah. Uh, sorry, what was uh, it's not must champ. The O line coach or the coordinator? The coordinator. Scangarello. Um, Scangarello. Oh my gosh, it's only space in the name. My whole yeah, mafia. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, Scangarello, yeah, he he's mostly been the leader of that offense, mm-hmm. and, and uh, he got better as the season went on. Yeah, I think I think with the whole thing of Flacco too, at the beginning of the year, oh, not, him not good. being mobile and not being able to move out two feet outside the pocket really hurt yeah. the offense too. And not being able, and Locke has the ability to move at least, at yeah. least move two steps outside the pocket and still be able to sling the ball. Right, I think that may be easier on him. But going in the second year, I think it's just it's it's so nice as a Broncos fan right now because I know I have a quarterback, I know I have a head coach, I know I have an O and D coordinator. Now let's just build going on yeah. next year. I forgot about that being last year, and they had a tough time filling the offensive and defensive coordinator. Because ever since Peyton pretty much retired, we haven't had any of those things locked down. Yeah, it's Cause, been because obviously I, Vance Joseph was not the best coach. When no. we hired Vance Joseph, my first choice was Kyle Shanahan. Obviously, should have been should have been Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Just because Mike Shanahan's here, Elway can't share the spotlight, and Elway can't share the spotlight. We're able to get him when we first hired Vance Joseph, but yeah. it'll be interesting to see. I think Joseph. Or, sorry, I, I think. Uh, Fangio could be good. Uh, yeah, it just really depends on how the defense, how how much progression we have next year going next season. Yeah, what do you think about not taking Devin Bush and how he turned out in Pittsburgh? Because now he's going to be the middle linebacker for Pittsburgh for a long time. I, I think I think Fant is good. I think I think he, having a good tight end is always good because we've had um, obviously Shannon Sharp is huge and obviously mm-hmm. players like that like come in once in a, once in a decade. Yeah, um, but. It's 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 gonna be interesting going forward. I think there's a lot. Like I I would love to see us bring back Brandon Marshall um, yeah. at linebacker for us, but that I think Trevathan's know, available to bring yeah, back this Trevathan year. Trevathan is awesome. One of the best linebackers we ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bush is gonna be a really good addition for Pittsburgh. But I just think. I think he could have played really well in the Fangio defense too because yeah, he he was a lot like Roquan Smith, that's and true. Roquan Smith had a great rookie year. And the Steelers have always had good defense, but uh, it was just interesting. I don't like Fant because he doesn't block. Yeah, and he doesn't try on Especially a lot of the Iowa, blocking plays. Iowa tight end, I feel yeah. like he should be able to block. But <laughs> yeah, and he, there's a. I mean, I don't know. Unfortunately, the Broncos games for me have been nap time recently, mm-hmm. just because it's so boring the way that they play. The beginning of the year was that I, I just slept through most of them. Yeah, and then at the at the end of the season, I've been paying more attention. Mm-hmm. It's been more. Um, exciting, but at the end of the year, I slept through games just because I couldn't. Yeah, really it was. This. There's no, there was no point watching the earlier ones, but the couple plays that I did watch from this past weekend, um, Fant was he. Not only was he not blocking, but he was almost just like not caring that he wasn't yeah. blocking. So that's my problem with him. He's got to get a lot tougher, I think. Yeah, it'll be, it. it Always the tight ends too, especially in the NFL. It always takes a little bit of buffer zone. Rookie tight ends don't usually yeah. get off to a hot start. So, like I said, the progression going into the second year will be huge, especially for Locke, fans, mm-hmm. Risner. And then also, um, seeing what we do at safety with Simmons, I'm, I'm, I, we obviously will bring back Simmons. But yeah. in the secondary, Yadam had, had a halfway decent at yeah. the end of the year. He was good but, at, at parts. But I do think that they would probably need to draft a corner yeah. or a DB at some point because I, I think Kareem Jackson was huge mm-hmm. for us, but we'd still kind of need to add one more piece of that on the back end. Yeah, and I guess you kind of got to worry about whether or not Jackson's going to be available. Exactly. I didn't think that he was going to be that guy, but 
that was a big blow. And I, and I think that it really hurt them towards the end of the year, especially after how he played against Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, I pay attention more to the Broncos now than the Bengals because I can't watch the Bengals. Well, you're going to have a good old Joe Burrow next year, so I guess it doesn't even matter, right? Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> we'll see how that works out. I wanted Chase Young. You want Chase, Chase Young? I, I, I would take Chase Young over Joe Burrow. I think it would too, but you're – you're in desperate needs, and I think Joe Burrow is going to be. I just don't want him to get put behind the bad offensive line and get killed like David Carr <laughs> or or Andrew Luck. Or <laughs> yeah, you end up like three years down the road, have Hall of Fame numbers, but got absolutely killed in every year that he played. I don't want that to happen. Yeah. It's uh, it's rough. I just saw the other day, um, because the Bears, it was some guy on Twitter, the Bears said that they they're committing to Trubisky. And oh, some, man. you know how everybody's been putting, like, I've decided to go in the transfer portal. Was Bear, oh, yeah, Bears fan was like, yeah, um, my fan, NFL fandom is now open. I've been with the Bears for 22 years, but it's Can't been do a, this anymore. Yeah, please respect my decision. And uh, I will be entering the transfer portal. So any NFL team <laughs> fan base, if you want my services, I, I'm gladly be able to listen to your pitches. But I'm almost at that point. I've stuck it almost out for, point. I've stuck it out for so long that I feel like I can't. But I looked it up the other night. They haven't won the playoff game since the wild card in 1990. Oh, yeah, that's, that's tough. Yeah, that's, so you have your problems. I have my problems, but at least my team has won a Super Bowl in the, in last the past decade. Decades, yeah. yeah. I haven't even won a playoff game. Like My cousin, who's, who's 28, he's going to turn 28 this year, hasn't even been alive when they've won a playoff game, which is it's insane to say. They have the biggest drought in NFL in the NFL right now. The Browns are close. Browns are close, yeah. Ohio is supposed to be the birthplace of football, and, and Ohio sucks at football right It'll now. It'll be interesting, especially with the Browns, do because I think they, they want Urban Meyer. And I, I'm not sure if he'll be the answer, but he will, I think, bring the team maybe up a little bit more. But going to the NFL will be tough, I think. I don't think that he'd be good for NFL because so. he doesn't – he doesn't handle losing very well, yeah, and you're not going to be undefeated every year yeah, like he was at Florida and Ohio State. So I think that's his problem. Um, but I, yeah, who, who do you have for the national championship? Because I think it's going to be a good game. I think this is the best outcome that could have happened. Yeah, I, I think I would have loved to see Ohio State be in there just because Joe Burrow against Ohio State. Yeah, that, that would have cool. been a good story. Um, but I, I think I'd give it edge to LSU just mm-hmm. because – they have so many weapons on offense. And I don't know if Clemson's D will be able to stop it. They do have one of the best Ds, but the amount of odds, like what their AP, I forgot his name, their AP um, player of the year, or first team All-American this year, didn't even catch a touchdown in the first half. Yeah. They got, and their second guy had four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think it's gonna, it would be a much in, more interesting matchup if it was last year when yeah. Clemson had all the D-linemen. Mm-hmm. And LSU's, it w- if it was Clemson from a year ago and LSU from this year, because LSU's offensive line is something that I don't think I've ever seen in college football. They're just absolute monsters. Um, hey, did you see the picture going around yeah, on Twitter? They're, all those big, all around, yeah. they're not even fat. They're just big. They're huge, yeah. Yeah, they're just big bodies. They're, they're probably one of the best offensive lines that I think I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. And um, Burrow is able to scramble around, and he's got so much confidence right now. I think that he's probably – I. I I picked Clemson in our pick em mm-hmm. just because I think that the um, Dabo has more experience than Coach O, mm-hmm. and uh, Lawrence has more experience on that level than Burrow, and they've just been there for, for longer. Mm-hmm. But it, after watching the semifinals, I'm not so sure in that pick anymore. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, but I'm, I'm really excited to watch that game. Mm-hmm. It'll be um, 
I mean, it won't be like last year at all, that's for sure. It won't be an absolute blow, I think. Yeah. I, more than likely, I think it'll be a close game. But now that I'm saying this, it'll probably be a blowout. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> we made picks every single week this year, and it seemed like every every week, whatever team I picked got beat. I picked, I was like, there's no way Oklahoma's losing to Kansas State. There is no way. Oh, crap. Yeah, they are. They're down by three touchdowns in the third quarter. Cool. And I was like... All right, well, Minnesota Minnesota deserves more hype than what they're getting, and then they lost. They lost, yeah. So it, it'll, it's interesting. It's difficult. But now now we have this on. You're, you're going to have your first opinions on it. <laughs> yeah, first, first takes, yeah. But, um, uh, I mean, what else is, What else have you been watching and looking forward to? I'm uh, looking forward to right now, obviously, just because January 18th, the Mercerone McGregor fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and me were both big UFC fans. All going back to the Shane Carlin, Brock Lesnar's days. Yeah. Watching that in, in your ba- or in your uh, basement playing mm-hmm. UFC games. Um, I'm really really excited to see that fight. I think I think it, it could go a lot of ways, but yeah, I, I'm gonna have to stick with Cerrone just because he's a Colorado boy and okay. the whole way. I think McGregor. Where are they? Is it in Vegas? It's in Vegas. Okay. Yeah, it's in Vegas. I think Cerrone might just have the edge. Just because he's he's had so many fights under him right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he fought I think four or five times last year. Yeah. And he and McGregor hasn't fought, I think it was two years now. Um, I think so. He hasn't won for a long time. He hasn't won time. since he beat Eddie Alvarez. Because he went yeah. and fought Mayweather and lost. And then he lost to Khabib. Um I don't know. I it was interesting. I wanted this I thought that they were gonna fight at lightweight. Yeah, and it's, at it's, it's, it's interesting they do it at Walter. I think just because if McGregor wins, they want the Masvidal fight. Yeah, and that's why they did it at that at that weight class. But I don't think just, Masvidal wants that fight. I don't think he does either. I think it's just just he just wants Nick Diaz. Yeah, he wants to fight the other Diaz brother. Um, what do you think of the BMF title? Because we haven't talked about that either. I, I I think it was I think it was a good idea. Yeah, I, I like it. I just it's just very interesting that. They have it for a certain weight class. And yeah. I mean, obviously. So well, Masvidal fights at lightweight and welterweight and could probably fight at 185 if mm-hmm. he wanted to. And I think that's why they gave it to him because they know that he'll go wherever and it doesn't really matter for him. But it seemed a little gimmicky. I didn't think that they were going to have him defend it either. Yeah. I, 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 it was a it was a little gimmicky because, I mean, for the longest time, always, always is like baddest man in the world is mm-hmm. always a heavy, the heavyweight. heavyweight whether it be boxing or UFC mm-hmm. the baddest man in the world is always the heavyweight division just because size and yeah. power, fighting power or punch power and whatever it may be so mm-hmm. it was it was interesting because obviously it's, it's a lighter weight class and if you think yeah. if you think pound for pound right now obviously pound for pound fighters you put John Jones up there but he's like yeah. heavyweight cost to be, be heavyweight Stipe's up there Habib but he's lighter weight but I would say just like Somebody pound for pound who could win any fight that he's in. I, I would put Ngannou first. Yeah, Ngannou, just yeah. because he can end it in a second. Um, but I agree with what you're saying. Um, Masvidal, Masvidal would be an interesting fight, but I do think I don't know. Every time that I pick Cerrone, he hasn't came out and fought. Mm-hmm. It's good that it's not in Colorado because whenever he fights in Colorado, he fights like crap, like well, the, absolute yeah, garbage. And it'd be interesting. He doesn't come out very strong. Connor starts really fast. Um, so has Cerrone been like knocked out? Yeah. So he he wasn't knocked knocked out, but yeah. he was TKO about Gaethje in his last fight, right? Which, which I think was he went to that fight completely wrong too, because he should have went to the ground. Gaethje Gaethje's one of the most lethal men standing up. Yeah. In the UFC. And well, Gaethje's a good wrestler, so I think he was scared, too, yeah. but. 
I don't know. He, it's Cerrone's got so many different factors, like outside of what the mm-hmm. fight is, because he doesn't fight well in Colorado. He doesn't fight well against guys that he's trained with, mm-hmm. and Gaethje trained with them when he was when he was training in Colorado. So the, there's that going for him, and Gaethje fights the same way the entire fight. And like mm-hmm. we like I said, Cerrone like if it's a third or fourth round, Cerrone's great, mm-hmm. and I don't think Connor has good cardio, so I think Cerrone has that. If, edge. if, it, if it goes in later rounds, I think Cerrone might have the edge, but mm-hmm. it's just it's all that one punch power by, by Connor that yeah. that could take like, literally could end the fight in two seconds. Connor is looking big too. He is right like now. yeah. I think that's another thing that they want, like that Walter Way fight was mm-hmm. just because he could get absolutely massive. I don't think that he could cut to 155. I don't think that he wants to cut to 155, mm-hmm. and the way that he's looking looking right now, I don't think he could cut to 155. Yeah, I, I, it'll be there. I'm very excited to see that fight. It's mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting. I think Cerrone, if he goes to the ground on Connor, obviously people aren't gonna like that, but I think that's the best way he can win because yeah. we saw, we saw that ankle. Um, ankle lock that he had against uh mike perry here yeah. in Denver, one of the craziest submissions i've ever seen mm-hmm. and that's just that's just a, um, accustomed to what strong has done and um the different ways he can beat you because obviously one of the best head kicks as well yeah and it's just going to be very interesting to see what his game plan going in because obviously connor he's not going to take you to the ground no he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna stand in late distance yeah. and with his long arms he's gonna he's gonna try to punch it out mm-hmm. and win that one like that so yeah, and I think uh, McGregor's not in the same space that he was when he was as dominant, so I think that'll be in Cerrone's favor. Yeah, the fight that I was more excited about was uh, Ferguson Habib. Yeah, that's gonna that's that's that should be a really good round. I think I know this is gonna be this is a long shot, but I think Ferguson might have. Yeah, tonight. no, me too. I think I think if anyone crept tonight, I think. Ferguson could because he has the wrestling ability and he has the he doesn't power. care about being on his back no, and that's where a lot of people get beat up with uh, Khabib is because they don't want to be on their back and mm-hmm. Tony will just sit there and elbow you mm-hmm. Tony has good triangles mm-hmm. I think that he could definitely catch um, Khabib and I don't think Khabib has that good of cardio and Tony has cardio that can fight for he can fight for two hours yeah. at a time and he wouldn't even care mm-hmm. so I think that's the UFC is picking back up yeah, I think it's, that it's going back in the right direction, but I also think WME wants to sell because yeah. I didn't realize what they were getting into. Yeah, I could see that. Also, another one thing with UFC that kind of hurt it for a little while there was the Reebok deal, and that I think that that might be. I think it's ending yeah. in twenty twenty one, so they may have one and a half more years with mm-hmm. that. So I think if they could get a sponsor, possibly like Nike or Adidas, which is a big name brand, I think mm-hmm. that would even skyrocket even more because play people like John Jones before they had the Reebok deal and everything, they were signed by Nike. Yeah. And that just that helped people bring them into the sport because they saw the Bones Owen shirts mm-hmm. and they saw the Spire Silva shirts and they yeah. saw all these. Well, I mean, things. GSP was uh, Under Armour mm-hmm. and everybody was wearing Under Armour when he was the champion. So I get I get that, um, but I also see the benefit of the Reebok deal from the fighters that weren't making money yeah, like that's that. True, yeah. And um, I mean, guys like Gaethje probably wouldn't have made as much money as they as he has now because. Uh, he didn't have the six-figure advertising like sponsorship deals. Um, I don't. I don't know. I think they watered it down to the point where they were having cards every weekend and nobody mm-hmm. wanted to watch mm-hmm. anymore. They also missed on a couple big marketing things. I mean, yeah. especially you know, like sports marketing. Mm-hmm. If you were gonna have uh, like uh, the women's champion, who beat? Who was the last one to beat Ronda? Oh, Nunez. Oh, oh, oh. No, Nunez. Nunez is oh, what I was talking about. Yeah. 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 Nunez. Um, if I was going to have her fight and she was going to be going up against one of the top women in the world and knowing that she's gay and like 
could be an advocate for them. Mm-hmm. I would have put like billboards up in, in West Hollywood, mm-hmm. advertised that instead of going, oh, this is Ronda's comeback fight. Exactly, this is yeah. this is going to be the fight that gets her back, knowing that Ronda's probably not going to win mm-hmm. because Nunez was a monster. So they've missed on a couple of advertising things that they could have probably capitalized a little bit more on too. Yeah, UFC is very, very interesting to explore because obviously the best athletes sometimes aren't the best on the mic. Mm-hmm. And people like Connor. Pound for pound, not one of the best fighters of all time because he has he got rocked by Habib, and yeah. it just shows because he's more of a stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. And but when it comes to like John Jones, player people like that, like it's they're not necessarily good on Mike, but they have the skill set that um, that's fun to watch. But yeah. people with the MMA being a sport that some people obviously don't like just because they're knocking each other out, mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. Um, it's a very interesting thing because storyline wise. UFC doesn't have a whole lot. They have to back up what, yeah. jump off what the fighters usually are saying in press conference mm-hmm. or stuff like that. And that's how they usually build fights now, especially with the Serrano McGregor thing. Yeah. Um, but they stopped being, because they used to develop the stars. Mm-hmm. And they would like promote the stars. And now when Connor came in, now they're just, WME thinks that the fighters are going to promote themselves and that's how it should be. I think that, I don't know. And it's just, it's the reason why, because Vince McMahon was talked about being one of the guys mm-hmm. that wanted to buy the UFC, but he said that he didn't want to because there is no way that you can control who the stars were. Yeah. Um, Dana White and the, the Fertitas were good at taking who was being, who was doing the best mm-hmm. and like developing them into the star. And now WME thinks, oh, everybody's Conor McGregor. We're just going to back the guy who talks the loudest. Exactly, um, yeah. So it's it's different. I think Dana has done, Dana White has done absolutely incredible job though i mean I, did you watch 30 for 30 with tito and idell no i i haven't watched it i don't have espn plus okay i was gonna yeah. say yeah because it's that that whole thing they really showed how like dana brought it up and ground up mm-hmm. like ufc one ufc like i think it was up till ufc I 20 think, or something like that it yeah. was it was nothing like, it right. was really nothing they brought in dana as a president and he mm-hmm. was the i think he was the manager of Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz and yeah, he was. Uh, I think he was. And having those those three pretty much just build the sport to what it is today, I think, really really helped. And that and the well. the ultimate the first Ultimate Fighter finale with mm-hmm. Bonner and Griffin mm-hmm. was a good thing because and it, since it was on cable, um, they were talk. I Rogan talks about all the time where people were like calling the people up, like somebody just randomly scrolled through Spike and they're like. There are these two guys that are just absolutely beating the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. You got to turn this on, mm-hmm. and and then the obviously the trilogy with uh, Liddell and, and Tito was big too. Mm-hmm. The thing with UFC though is, I think we're at like mo- more recently. I think UFC might have taken over, or MMA has might have taken over boxing just because it might be a little more physical. But I think yeah. the boxing obviously will just have the legends that'll always be there. Mm-hmm. That'll always be boxing. Boxing the number bigger one. in other Combat. countries too, mm-hmm. uh, especially with like. Joshua before he got beat by Ruiz the first mm-hmm. time he was probably the biggest star globally mm-hmm. because he was in England and he I mean he looks the way that he does and he was dominating people mm-hmm. um, I think slowly MMA could overtake I just think boxing with with because they, they still have stars they, yeah. they still have Manny or Manny Pacquiao as an ambassador they still have Mayweather who's possibly coming back they still have Fury people Wilder, are yeah people Fury are and Wilder are, are who people are talking about with like mm-hmm. I mean, and people should be talking about like Lomachenko because Lomachenko is probably the best boxer of all mm-hmm. time. Um, I think that he's probably going to be better than Floyd. But people are really excited for the Fury and Wilder fight that's coming up, and yeah, I think it's March or February. But yeah, I think that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, but I think 
But I don't know. It's just it's just the whole thing where people not some people don't like watch people be unconscious. Mm-hmm. And UFC, there's a little bit more of a chance that yeah. than boxing. People people are also not educated to the point where boxing is more dangerous than MMA. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot more dangerous, especially when you have the standing eight count. Mm-hmm. That if you if you're not a fan of head trauma and you watch boxing over MMA, you're completely backwards because you see a lot more head trauma in boxing. Mm-hmm. More people have died. There have been five guy five boxers died last year mm-hmm. in the ring from head trauma, and there's never been. I think there's one, and it was in some low low level. Thing I think in Mexico, one MMA fighter has died from complications from a fight. So it's I think it's lack of education and people think that since it's in a cage, it's more more yeah more violent. But it's uh, it's getting better. I mean, it's finally been legalized in New York, which was a thing that I think that's huge. It's yeah, gonna be huge for the sport. But they also are screwing up and putting their biggest fights in New York, and New York doesn't know how to score it yet. So yeah, yeah. it's good and bad, but. Uh, Speaking of good and bad, have you been watching WWE lately? Oh man, I'd, I'd like to say I wish I said no, but I would say you and Dom yes. are probably the only two people that watch it consistently. Still, <laughs> I wouldn't say consistently. I, I keep up with what's going on. But yeah, I, I know what kind of is going on. It's it's it's. Have you? It's when was bad. the last episode that you watched? Oh my god, I think I watched um, the episode before. Huh, so I think it was. It was. Okay. Yeah, well, that, that was the first. That was the last it's, episode. Con, like, it's consistently four, gotten worse yeah. since then. I remember I, I saw the highlights of, I think it was last, or yeah, it was previous Monday. The one before or, Christmas? Or yeah, the, oh, the one before New Year's. Oh. Um, no, with Lash, Lashley and Lana. And Their was, wedding? Was it the one with the wedding? Or was with it the, the wedding, one with the wedding? Okay. Because yeah. the one that, I, the last one I watched, Dom turned it on the other day because we still record it. Mm-hmm. And since we're all home, he turned it on the other day and it was the one before the wedding. And it was. It was just awful. The pro the product it's it's gone bad. It's it's gone to the point where Vince doesn't care anymore. I, I don't. Th- I think he cares too much. He cares too much when yeah. he's trying to put things out where he thinks he knows what's best. But yeah. having a rival company right now is really really yeah. It's it's screwing with him, and he's trying to do the same thing that he did back in the nineties, and I don't think that it's going to work. Mm-hmm. But just I don't know. This is it's the first time in a long time since. Like I got back into it during WrestleMania 30 mm-hmm. because I like the um, Lesnar Undertaker like the the 30 the one and 21 and yeah, one yeah. that kind of got me back into it. This was the first time in a long time that I looked at it and saw like, wow, this is a kids show. Yeah, like, this yeah. is not good. With 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 all of the AEW the new wrestling company, I think I've I've, I've watched more of their episodes mm-hmm. just just because I've I've enjoyed more. I'm a big Cody Rhodes fan. Yeah. Like, I think what he's doing and bringing the Rose legacy, I think, has is, is been really good. Um, I think it's. Are you like, a fan of Le Champion? Uh, Chris Jericho, Y2J. Uh, I love Chris Jericho just because the person he is. Um, yeah. But. I like the character. It's too. a good face to have right now for mm-hmm. the company, too, if you're trying to get up to WWE standards. Yeah. Because obviously, WWE still might have these terrible ratings, everybody hating on it, but it is the empire it is. Still. Yeah. It, it will always be that empire and until they build a good backing and have everything. It's never going to be WWE. Mm-hmm. But I think at this point, they're they're not too worried about being WWE. They're worried about. They just want to be different. Want to be different, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I think they're doing it better. They're not TNA, which is good which because is TNA enough. was doing mm-hmm. TNA screwed up when they started bringing in all their all the old WWE guys mm-hmm. and AEW is not doing that. Um, they're back, they're they're building things off of the lower um, 
Yeah, they're like building show industry yeah, guys. Ring of Honor, New Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I, I, when I when I watch when I watch wrestling matches, those those indie scenes guys sometimes put better shows on than, mm-hmm. than the guys that have been on the main roster for a long time. Yeah, like WWE main roster. It depends on what you like. I think um, uh, a lot of people don't like the indie stuff. Like if you watch the Young Bucks, they don't like it because it's not necessarily a match. It's basically a. a spot fest yeah. is what they call it and, and it's like super kicks used to be the end of a match and now super kicks are a transition move and mm-hmm. everybody's doing a moonsault and you do a moonsault the guy stands right back up so you can do another backflip on top of him so mm-hmm. that's where a lot of people don't like it um dom and i were talking about it this the other day is that they need a, another championship yeah they have the main men's and the main women's and they have the tag team titles they need to develop a, a good mid-card championship because that's when WWE started to be like as good as they were when you were watching Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat Intercontinental, Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. You have like the main title that people come and watch that Hogan can hold on to even though Hogan can't wrestle. Yeah. Um, and then you have like the title that the guys who do wrestle really well and that people like come people come for the main championship they watch the other championship. Mm-hmm. The thing right now, especially going up against WWE, is that it's tough to bring in a title that's not really a WWE championship. It's yeah. the same thing with Bellator having their world championship. Mm-hmm. It's not really a world championship. You know that the guy in the UFC could probably beat the champion in exactly, Bellator. Yeah. So I think that if... And I brought up the idea, maybe they should have a TV championship. Maybe they should yeah. bring back the WCW championships that WWE got rid of. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. The whole thing with that is getting the rights to it all, obviously, mm-hmm. still. Because, I mean, the Rhodes family, they, they... He can't even have his name can't on even it. can't even have his name. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's all a copyright thing and making sure you get all of those ones. But I do agree. I think another championship will help AEW out. Because mm-hmm. I think even another show, honestly, too. Because I think... Yeah. Having one show because you they have they have a pretty big roster and it's yeah. unfortunate because they have a bunch of good wrestlers mm-hmm. that are down the card that don't get to wrestle like Joey Janela hasn't yeah. got to fight wrestle much. Dom said Luchasaurus hasn't had a match either. Luchasaurus mm-hmm. is my favorite guy in a, in AEW and, and people like that were maybe in, like they have the AEW dark shows where mm-hmm. they do get to wrestle every once in a while, but still I think maybe even another show where they could um, like another weekly show or maybe. I'm trying to think, maybe like a, like a pre-show or whatever, maybe. Like a Sunday Night Heat? Yeah, something like that. Okay. I, think, I think would be huge for them. But Yeah, I didn't know that they had that big of a roster. That's why I thought they were only having the one show. Mm-hmm. I think, too, because when WWE expanded so much, especially with the three-hour Raws and then having SmackDown mm-hmm. and then and NXT and like Superstars and all that stuff, they don't want to water it down to the point where... They have to start doing the storylines at WWE. Yeah. I think that's the main problem with what WWE is doing is that I don't think Vince is picking the right storylines, but I also think that they're trying to fill up so much time mm-hmm. that like they pick the mediocre storyline because they have to fill that amount of time. Well, what I what I didn't want, don't like about WWE right now the most is they ended the, the decade on a wedding. Yeah. That's, I mean, you could have had a shock factor. You could have had someone coming back. You could have had yeah. a huge match. You could have had a championship match, but instead you ended the last Raw of a decade on a wedding that was... That got well, blown, blown up. Blown up, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, I mean, I, th- I haven't been watching consistently enough, but I think Lesnar's still the universal champion, and he, he hasn't, hasn't been, been on yet. there for a, a long time. So he's holding the title, champ- the title hostage. I think Rollins... And Kevin Owens is a good storyline. I think it is, but that should be. That should be the story, main storyline, yeah, and it should story. be for the, the main title. title. 
It's for. It's not even for, for a title. title. It's just just beef, yeah. Because uh, Rollins just wrestled Mysterio for the Intercontinental Championship, mm-hmm. and I don't, I can't remember if he won or not. I stopped paying attention, but I I, I think that they're picking the wrong storylines because they're running out of ideas. Yeah. And Triple H, I people don't can say what they want about Triple H and how he he is behind the scenes, but I do think with what he did with NXT. NXT was more popular, like more, better to watch than the main shows for a while. NXT right now, I think, is carrying that WWE. If it weren't for if it weren't, if it weren't for Triple H and everything he's developed mm-hmm. in NXT, I think right now, I, because AEW is, I mean, they have the same time slot as NXT, so the ones they got wars now. Well, AEW is just if you look at the ratings, it's bad. But it, like the NXT that they built up, it's it's much better probably than what's on Raw and SmackDown. Do you think that they should have put it on TV or do you think that they should have kept it on the network? Because I think that was one of the main appeals was that you had to subscribe to the network to watch it. I do like it on TV just just because um, they have such good talent. Mm -hmm. And having that talent on cable TV and being able to watch it every week Mm -hmm. does help their product more. Because if if I'm just watching Raw and SmackDown and I'm – Watching what's going on, I'm, I'm not gonna buy it. I'm yeah. not gonna buy it. I'm yeah. not gonna buy WWE Network to watch NXT. There's mm-hmm. no we need to do that. But if I'm watching NXT and watching all the great matches they've been putting on, the storylines they've been doing, then I'm like, okay, that brings my interest back in. I can possibly watch WWE Network and then I can watch previous matches that I love watching. Yeah, I can see that where you watch NXT on TV and then go back and watch because I my favorite NXT was uh, when Sami Zayn was going up against, uh, he's not even in the company, he's in AEW now, mm-hmm. but when he was going up against Adrian Neville, mm-hmm. and he, him winning the title at the last possible chance that he could, and then Kevin Owens coming in and turning on him, I, that was like my favorite mm-hmm. NXT storyline. One of my favorite wrestlers right now is Adam Cole with, with, mm-hmm. with the Street era and NXT, uh, even though I'm, I'm a little... Pushing towards AEW now, but just because WWE will always be number one. But yeah. Adam Cole, I think he's he's been helping that brand so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, what they're doing with the Speed Era and NXT, I think I hope they don't ruin it at the, on the main roster. But they probably will. They'll probably. They probably will. I mean, they ruined uh, the Viking. The, the Viking Express. Viking yeah. Raiders. The what was it in there NXT? Was the War Raiders. The War Raiders. Which and is then, a sick name. Yeah. And, and, it is already somebody that people would have known, and they come up to the main roster and the Viking experience. I mean, I was just like, oh, come all on. the guys from NXT probably stopped watching. Like all their fans probably hated them now, and it wasn't because they're doing anything wrong. They did the same thing with uh, the Ascension, mm-hmm. where they brought them up to the main roster, and then they just ruined them. They gave them hype for two weeks, and then yeah, and then they put them up against yeah. a whole bunch of old guys, and they had the old guys win, mm-hmm. which and, and buried them even further. The Ascension, I, are they even still in? Mm-hmm. I know. I think I think they just got released yeah. just recently. But the the one the Stone Stone Cold had a really like great comment on what WWE product is now. He's like, back in the day, you literally anything could happen on any night. Like, you you had no idea what was gonna happen. Like this could happen here. Like Stone Cold could drive a beer truck out to the ring and drowns yeah. Vince McMahon everybody like, Chris Jericho could beat Triple H even though it was a fast count and, exactly yeah. stuff like that anything happened nowadays you're like okay I'm gonna watch Raw this week okay there's Lashley and Vaughn storyline okay they'll have um, Aleister Black face Buddy Murphy for the 50th time mm-hmm. which I love those matches yeah those are good but matches but still 
I liked what they did on the on the last one too, where they had them wrestle the same guy, and then Buddy Murphy beat him faster, mm-hmm. and then Alistair Black came down. But I get get what you're saying. And then just it's literally the same thing. They have a they have a United States Championship match almost every week, and it's just yeah. it's it's making the product unfortunate to watch. It's uh-huh. it's, it's unfortunate because WWE is known for the shock factor, yeah. the things um, go on behind the scenes, like with Stone Cold and The Rock, people mm-hmm. like that. There's no faces like that. Obviously, John Cena has been doing movies and stuff. Yeah, he's not really. You don't really have those faces right now in WWE that you can be like, okay, yeah, like this guy is entertaining just to even talk to or watch or whatever maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, people like that, great people to get behind. But yeah. you don't have a Rock, you don't have a Stone Cold, no. you don't have a Hulk Hogan, you don't have Ric Flair's, especially like it's yeah, it's and they. I think Cody could have been somebody that would have been that for them. Yeah. And they kind of botched him. With the whole Stardust yeah. thing, yeah. And now they don't. They they ended up screwing themselves into not having a face of the company when Cena didn't want to do it anymore. Exactly. Because I think they took for granted that Cena was always going to want to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what he said. But, I mean, he's uh, he's 40 now. And that's a that's a rough schedule. So I see where he's coming yeah, from. Want to go into more Hollywood stuff like what mm-hmm. Rock did? It makes sense. Like he's he's at that age where he doesn't want to wrestle every night. And yeah, and I don't travel. think he, he probably can't wrestle every night anymore. So I mean, it, it's it's bad to see where it is now, and yeah. and it's unfortunate. But they've always come back before. So that's true. They it's just going to take a long time, and unfortunately, I don't know if I'm still going to be interested by the that's time true, that they fix yeah. it. It's it's right now it's it's mostly a kid show and it's mm-hmm. unfortunate because r- r- most wrestling fans like grew up watching like yeah all, all those guys beat each other chairs and spear each other and have flaming tables like mm-hmm. stuff like that and right now if if I was a kid one maybe watching this online right now I'd be like, okay in five years I don't want to watch this yeah like I, it's cool to go to like it's cool to have a bright color T shirt cool to have like. People wave whatever, but it's not yeah. it's something I'll, I'd like five years after I'm a kid. Well, we went when when did we went over the summer, right? To yeah, the yeah. Last show that we went. Did you? I mean, we talked about it while we were sitting there. But what did you think about that that show? Given, I mean, we grew we obviously grew up as fans. We we enjoyed it, and now it's different. And we got to go to a live event and see how different it was. What did, did you think that that was a good? Well, if you look, if you look at like the attendance right now for live events too, it's horrendous. It's, well, it's, when we were there, it, it was. It's horrendous. I think they put purposely put people where on one side, yeah. so you can look like it's more. But it's horrendous. Uh-huh. It, it's really bad, and it's live shows are for chances for people who don't necessarily get to see them all the time. Get mm-hmm. to come to the show for cheap, and if you're a wrestling fan, it's it's a nice easy show. You get to watch yeah. them wrestle, and you don't have to worry about storylines or just bullcrap things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but Live events like it, it's it's nothing. It's yeah. literally nothing now because there's no there's no mid carters that I want to go watch. There's yeah that the big stars are all sitting at home right or they're they're worrying about or they're at the other they're at a different place because they have multiple live mm-hmm. events in a night. It's it's live events are good ideas but they're not doing it correctly. Yeah, you know? it'll be interesting because this is basically the same thing that happened when the Attitude Era started. Mm-hmm. Is that the people who were watching it were pissed off because they grew up and, and it had seen the superheroes and they wanted something different. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're at another point where that that's what they want. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's why AEW is allowed. I think that's what created AEW is because the people like our age that had grown up watching it and wanted to see something different. They get something different now. Mm-hmm. 
And WWE is going to have to come up with something again, and it can't be a new Attitude Era because I don't think people would enjoy that. Yeah, they'd be like, "Well, this is just exactly what you guys did." They need to come up with something new um, to keep the old, old like like, we're not old, but keep the old guys in into it, and then be able to keep like not completely cut off the kids that enjoy it. But it's. I, don't know. I think with the whole WWE AEW thing, I don't think AEW wanted to get to WWE's high point. Yeah. But I think with AEW being a rival company, being able to promote product that people can enjoy more than WWE, I think that will skyrocket them just to be successful. Mm-hmm. Not not WWE successful, but it'll allow them to be successful, and that's really all they're trying to do, honestly. Yeah. Do you think they're that... not? They're never trying to be WWE. They're trying to be their own thing. Yeah. If they become their own successful company, then it's all matters. But WWE will always. They don't. They don't care. Yeah. They, they could care less. If they they're still pushing shirts out to people, and they're still they're still going to be making shows, they're still gonna tons make of money. money. Doesn't matter necessarily yeah. what a writer or what someone thinks about a show. Mm-hmm. They could care less, but. Do you think AEW will be at the point where it's more pop? It's probably not going to. It won't be like past where WWE was at its highest point. But do you think that they could be the more popular brand right now? I don't think so. I don't. I'm not. I don't. I don't think so. Just because WWE still has the name to it. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I if I go somewhere on the street, he's like, oh, like you know, WWE is, and people say, heck yeah, I know where WWE is. So it's either they think it's stupid or whatever it may be, but they still have an opinion about it. Yeah. If I go up to someone on the street and ask, oh, do you know what AEW is? And he's like, oh, is that like a uh, clothing brand or what? what yeah. They don't think it's a wrestling company. Okay. And that's just 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 because that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it'll ever go to that standard, but I think AEW could have a chance to be like a WCW kind okay. of thing where they're, they're the second brand, but they still are very successful. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Being a wrestling fan is an interesting Yeah, right <laughs> the very few of us yeah. still left around. I don't even use my WWE wallet anymore just oh, because no, I, I don't want people to know. Like, yeah, I don't, I'll just keep this in the closet about myself. Yeah, be, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't talk about it a whole lot. Um, a lot of people obviously still make fun of me for watching it sometimes, but I, I still love watching it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like watching a movie, but it's wrestling. Yeah. Well, I kind of stayed a fan because of the video games that they were putting out, and the, mm-hmm. even their video games have kind of gone down yeah. mm-hmm. in quality. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, like I said, it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else that you feel like you want to talk about? I mean, we've been going for about an hour and 15 minutes. So. I don't know. Yeah, we, we played – I know I listened to your first episode of NCAA football. Yeah. I know you loved that. I, I really hope they bring that back. Um, yeah. I've, I've, I've been oh, we didn't talk about the, uh, the name and likeness stuff that's been going on. Mm-hmm. And, and that you want to you want to talk about that quickly I, I, yeah I'll talk about that I think especially as a guy going into like sports agency and management I think college football college football specifically is very interesting just mm-hmm. because when you have big big stars like Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence yeah. and people like that statue it's very hard to put them on the same level as maybe a men's soccer player or a men's Baseball player, where it may be, mm-hmm. and each sport has different um, added or at like things that adds to it. Yeah. Um, with I, I believe I believe they should they should be paid, but I think they should be given stipends. Mm-hmm. I think whether it be um, each sport should have its own thing. So like a player should be able to market themselves. So if Zion Williamson has, at Duke, if if he wanted to sell a jersey with Williamson on the back of a one Duke jersey mm-hmm. and sign it and 
do it for charity or sell it to a fan or whatever it may be. I think they should be able to do that. Yeah. I think that should be passed, but I think the whole thing with having contracts, having things like that, it's very, very touchy subject. Yeah. Who's dealing still with college kids? Right. And that goes into the whole thing. Well, do they should have agents or whatever it may be? I think going along the lines of um, giving them stipends, giving them added benefits or money or certain certain things to use yeah. like they can use at school mm-hmm. not straight cash contracts i think that's a better way to go um but it's just still it's very yeah different whole thing you know i like the idea of the name and likeness because and uh, the governor there yeah there's a governor of california when he was on the bronze show his main reasoning behind why they were signing it was because he was giving the rights to rights of every student at the university that the NCAA athletes don't have. He was just giving, extending those rights to them. Mm. And I think that's, I don't see a problem with that because I don't, and I don't even think that you'd have the problems cross sport because if some soccer player is really good at social media and good at branding like that, mm-hmm. well then he can do that and he'll be able to make whatever money that he's basically working for. Yeah. I, I think the, I think player, obviously the, the players should be able to work themselves. That's mm-hmm. the main thing that their NCAA is not letting them do. I think yeah. they should be able to, go to an autograph center, go meet and greet, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because Zion Williamson, with basketball wise, he could have sold an autograph for 20 bucks a pop. He could have he gone in there, signed a whole bunch of pictures of himself, sold them for mm-hmm. 20 bucks a pop. And people people like that, they should be able to. Because mm-hmm. it's unfortunate, because obviously not everyone's on that same level. But players like that should be able to market themselves. And if they market themselves the right way and correct way, yeah. then it shouldn't be found upon. Yeah, I think that's probably the main thing. I don't think that they should have endorsement deals or have agents or anything like mm-hmm. that because then you're muddying um, what college sports is and what yeah. the and, and what pro sports are. And in that part, in that case, I do see what the NCAA is talking about with it. It should be for the love of the game. This should be amateur amateur athletes, even though they, they work a lot harder than what an amateur athlete would be considered as. Uh, but they do need some sort of compensation. They shouldn't have like guys like Arian Foster coming out and saying, I was starving, I was broke. I had to use all the money that I was getting from my scholarship to pay rent so I couldn't eat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was taking 200 bucks from a gift from somebody. Exactly, yeah. Something like that where if, if, if players should be able to market themselves. Mm-hmm. Like with like social media, with YouTube, like there's kickers online that do yeah. trick shot kick videos like and they got in trouble for it mm-hmm. and things like that were like if you have your own thing you have your own like way to market yourself where you can make money yeah it shouldn't be a problem yeah I, I, I think that's completely different from um, the NCAA, NCAA, paying, athletes. NCAA yeah. paying athletes I think that having that makes it a lot night but a lot easier for themselves mm-hmm. um, because contracts obviously like I said contracts contracts and giving them a certain amount of money and yeah. whatever it may be because you have to get football players more than soccer players because they have more TV or it's a whole touchy subject but yeah. having the players be able to market themselves and um, be their own person and have ways that they can earn money themselves mm-hmm. should be I, I think should be allowed yeah I agree with the stipend thing too if the NCAA was going to bring in something mm-hmm. and I've always thought about that especially since I'm like I get paid as an RA on a stipend mm-hmm. So I know I, every month I'm going to get a certain amount of money for the work that I do for this. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, it could either be based off of the school's revenue or it could be based off of what sport you play. So if you – obviously, everybody knows that a football player is going to make more money than a baseball player. Mm-hmm. You just say – so if you want to play baseball and you want to con- pursue that professional career, you know you have a good way to make money outside of that. But you also know that in college, 
you're not going to be given as much money on a, on a stipend mm-hmm. as, as say an NFL player uh, or an NCAA football player than than a baseball player. So I think that there's a way to do that, but I also think that people they're they're so, just so much more likely to say, oh, it's too complicated, we can't figure it out, than to try and actually f- sit down and figure out a way to do yeah, it. I, I think there's so many ways they can go with it. I think I think there will be a change, but I think it'll take some time. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping that NCAA football will come back. That's what I'm sure Yeah, about. that's <laughs> really, it's really. Have you did you get the new Madden where yeah, you can play the back, face yeah. face of the franchise and, and play as the college? Mm-hmm. It's it's nice, but it's not not near what it was. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And that's probably wishful thinking that it's probably going to come back because I don't think it will. And we can thank a Cherry Creek alumni for that. Yeah. Kane Coulter. Kane Coulter, yeah. I mean, it was a good idea, but he had to know that it was going to, it wasn't going to be able to go anywhere. Yeah. He didn't have near enough backing to go after somebody. The NCAA just passed being a billion dollar in- industry. Mm-hmm. So. And I sent those the players for that. <laughs> but that's how it be. Yeah. Well,. Nico, it was, it was good to have you on the podcast. Thanks for oh, doing thank it. Thank you for having me. I'm glad I um, got to do this before I head back to school. Um, yeah. I listened, like I told you before, I listened to the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And I love what you're doing. Hopefully, it keeps going well and um, that things uh, keep going on from here. Yeah. You know, this will be something that I continue to do for a while. So if we're back here over the summer. If, of course, yeah, lo- yeah. I'd love to be back on or if we can figure out a phone call thing too. Yeah. Obviously, when the when the Ferguson fight happens, we'll have a beat fight. If we want to have an MMA show or something, we'll talk, we'll, we can do that. Right? Yeah, at that point, if I if I'm able to watch it, I'll more than be more than happy to hold my phone up to the microphone mm-hmm. and be able to do something like that. But thank you for having or thank you for being here, and uh, it's been fun. Thanks for thanks for doing this. Of course, no worries. Trash and you can easily replace me Tell me that I'm strung out, wasted on a day